What's up, everybody? This is another episode of the Triple Ops Report podcast. Thank you for following me. And also, please subscribe and download. Now, today, I want to talk about a big thing that's happening this weekend, boxing. Probably the biggest weekend in boxing in, in years. And it's based off of two headline fights. One that already happened and one that's going to happen on Saturday. Now, for the first one, it was a big, it was a major fight. It was Noyoya Anyway versus Stephen Fulton for, uh, 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 I believe, the WBC and WBO Super uh, Bantamweight Championships in boxing. Now, Noya Inoue is a very special fighter, a generational fighter from Japan. Uh, he has, his strength is probably, I mean, he has a lot of strengths, but his main strength is definitely his knockout power, his punching power in general. Like, this man's a, 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 it's a once-in-a-generation level punch, uh, punching power. Like, uh, it, like, like, just overall in his resume, but, like, he, first off, he TKO'd him in the eighth round. And if you saw that fight, that was a brutal hit. Like, like, it was a, it looked like a, almost like a jab, like a, like an, almost like a superpower jab, honestly. Like, like, he hit him so hard, I was surprised Stephen Fulton was able to even get up from that fight. Like, he got TKO'd eventually, and, and they ended it like a, a few seconds later. But still, that was a brutal hit. And he's been doing this his entire career. Like he's gone from light flyweight, which is like one of the smallest weight classes you can have in boxing. I believe it's what a 108, all the way up to to, to super bantamweight. And his power still carries from 108 to 122 pounds. And if you know anything about combat sports, you know that. Even though it might only be like a separation of what four to five pounds, East Division is is a massive step up in power. Like because a lot of these guys don't actually walk around; they don't move around at that weight. Like they're usually like what ten plus pounds bigger. Like in wrestling and boxing and kickboxing, whatever, any type of combat sport, usually people they're like probably like 160 plus fighting at like 147 or something. So like the, 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 the weight difference is massive. So for him to still be able to carry that punching power all the way up to, to 122 and still be knocking people out like it's nothing is scary. Like this guy, like I said before, he is once in a generation power. And then it's like his jabs are nasty. Like his body blows are nasty. And he has excellent fighting IQ. Like if you would actually went into this fight and then looked throughout like the stats and whatnot, you wouldn't have been surprised. Stephen Fulton and most people in smaller weight classes usually don't aren't able to like knock people out like that. Because in any combat sport, because of the lack of weight, they usually don't have the punching power like that to be KO artist. Anyways had KO art like he's had punching ability that's like top elite level, like top five in the world pound for pound punching power. Since 108. That's unheard of. Like. I can only think of like. A few guys in history. Who were at that small weight class. Who had punching power of that level. So it's kind of scary. So he's just on another level. And like it's almost. Like like it's. it's I haven't seen in any. Like. Combat sport in general. It's rare to find a person. At the small weight classes. That's that dominant. Like, the closest I can think of is, what, mixed martial arts, UFC with, with Mighty Mouse. Like, outside of that, I can't think of anyone else who's at that smaller weight class or in those smaller weight classes like that who's 
that much better than the competition like this. And, like he's facing really good competition. He's doing this. Like like back to Stephen Fulton, right? He had uh, about thirty eight percent of his wins are by KO or TKO. Anyways, are much higher, obviously. I believe almost all of them are by TKO or KO. Like, uh, if I'm correct, let's see. Anyways, like his like he has, he's got twenty five wins, twenty two of them by TKO or KO. So yeah, like abnormal for a person of the smaller weight classes like this to have that much KO TKO wins. Like, his punching power, like I said before, that's his main thing, but he's still elite from a technical standpoint. It's scary. So, so yeah, like, like I don't know if anyone can beat him at these weight classes. He's only 30, and he's still got this. He's won the WBC lightweight, I mean, light flyweight, WBO super flyweight, WBA bantamweight, BC bantamweight, IBF bantamweight, WBO and ring bantamweight. He won every single belt you could win at bantamweight and now has the potential to do it again because most likely he's going to be facing what uh marlon tapales uh from the philippines for his ibf and uh wba super bantamweight championships next probably most likely and honestly he's probably gonna knock him out too like he he's he says it's he's almost like he's getting more powerful the bigger he's getting it's scary <laughs> like he's this isn't supposed to happen, you guys. Like, like I said before, once you get higher in weight classes, it's harder to hit. This is a, a common thing without boxing. Once you get against the bigger opponents, you can't hit them as hard as you did when you were going up against the smaller guys. He's hitting harder. He's knocking them out even more now. So I, I don't know if if it's even possible, honestly, for him to lose. Like I, there was a shot. Like there was at one point when he faced a. Uh, Filipino great Nonito Donaire, and like the first fight was what a uh, 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 unanimous decision. Like it went all the way, all twelve rounds, and like a lot of people like, oh, he looked, he had some holes there. Maybe he's not as good as people thought because he's been hyped up for years. And then their next fight, he knocked him out in the second round. And ever since then, he's just been on, on, on just a, a he. Ever since that 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 decision win over Donaire, he's just been laying waste to everybody in the weight class. And that's not going to stop anytime soon. So, obviously, he's probably got to like go up to another weight class and probably win all those titles, too. I don't know if he's going to be able to face a loss until he probably gets, like, 130 or something. And some people are thinking, like, oh, Tank Davis, is that a fight? The only problem with Tank Davis, and this is something that he's even talked about, is that I think he might be too big. And by too big, I don't think, like, he would overpower him or anything like that. I like legit think I don't know if he's gonna be big enough I mean small enough at that point in his career like when that eventually happens that that's even possible like the amount of weight you have to cut down to make a catch weight for that like he was let's see I think he was barely even making like what the one uh 30 if I'm correct like like he, he it was it was hard like uh he barely makes 130 if I'm correct or like 126. So I don't know, like, he's going to get bigger, probably. So I don't know if, like, he can... Yeah, I don't know if he can He can even, like, uh... I don't know if he can even, like, uh... Get cut down enough weight where that's possible. 
I mean, it's happened before. Canelo Alvarez and Floyd, they had a, 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 a weight cut like that. But still, like, I don't know if he wants to do that. But if it's possible in the future, he might be up to like 140 by then. But who knows? If it's possible, then like that would be a headline match. Like a, a generationally big uh, matchup. Because this anyway guy, he's special. I, I do think with what he has going on, and, and uh, I do think he's number one pound for pound for now. And like, I really do think he might be the greatest Japanese boxer ever. He's that special. He, it, it, everyone needs to watch this guy's fights. Like, he's demolishing everyone. But yeah, like, like speaking of pound for pounds and who he's going to take over, temporarily, Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence Jr. Terrence Crawford was, I think he's still like a joint number one. And I think if he beats uh, uh, Spence, he'll leapfrog back up to number one for me. But Crawford's special. Like, he's... He's generational, and I've seen this guy for a while now, and I thought, like, from the second I saw him, I was like, this guy's going to be the next great one. Like, his, his, everything, like, he doesn't really have a flaw, does he? He can hit good. Like, like I, I look at this matchup between him and Spence, right? That's happening this Saturday. This is a big, this is the biggest boxing match, honestly. Whoa, uh, probably... I don't know. Outside of like Fury and Wilder, probably the biggest boxing match since since uh, Mayweather Pacquiao, not including Mayweather and 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 McGregor because because I mean, come on. As fun as I was, I don't really is come on. Yeah, but like like probably since Mayweather Pacquiao, potentially like this is a huge boxing match. Like like this is one that's been hyped up for a while now, for years, and I'm very happy that it's finally happening. First off, boxing is going to have a huge year, potentially. In theory, I know he's going to face uh, Nganu, but he has to eventually face uh, Usyk from Ukraine. But, yeah, getting back to this fight, Crawford and Spence, I, I look at this, Crawford's, what, 39-0? 30 wins by KO or TKO or stoppage. Uh, Spence is 28-0, 22 by TKO, KO or stoppage. So you got two guys undefeated in their prime. I asked Crawford... Joint number one pound for pound, uh, along with anyway, and and Spence is number three pound for pound for me. But uh, yeah, like like I I go through these matchups and, and I think Crawford like he's probably might be the greatest switch hitter ever. By the time he retires, he will be the greatest uh, switch hitter ever without really debate. Honestly, heck, he's probably the greatest right now. Like switch hitting, if you're wondering, it's like being able to hit and, and like. Being able to, in the middle of a fight, go from, like, orthodox to southpaw, left to right, you know, going back and forth like that without trouble. And he does that like it's nothing. Right? Like, it, like it's, it's crazy. And, and like, along with that, I do think, like, his position, like, people don't talk about his power that much. His position, like, they say precision equals, uh, equals power. He has a lot of that. And he's underrated. And when it comes to to, to to his hits, like his power, his TKO, KO level. This man has, has stopped, uh, what, 10 straight opponents now? And people in the past didn't, like, people never really talked about his actual punching power back for a while. But yeah, he's, he's done 10 straight KOs now, or stoppages. And 13 of his last 14 fights have been by stoppage. Like, he's he's getting more powerful, too, in a way, like, anyway. Like, he's now KOing people with 
once he gets higher and higher in, in the weight classes, more than he did in the past. And like, uh, he can be physical and get dirty if he needs to. Like, like he can get in the phone booth and, and get deep in there and, and still pull out a win. He's proved that his last uh, against what? Uh, like last what two out of three fights he's done this now, or three out of two out of four. Like uh, his matches matchups against against Sean Porter. Like that one, he, Sean Porter had to drag him underneath the, the water, and he once he gets that tenth round. Once he started finding that that timing and everything, like it was over. Well, it was like three knockdowns in one round, and like the, they had to throw it in the towel, whatnot. Like, yeah, like he he's he's special, and then also even against uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Egidius Kavalowskis, Kavalowskis. Uh, I remember watching that fight on ESPN, and he he tagged him, tagged Crawford in, in that fight, and like it was like okay. Over a bit down on 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 his uh, mouth guard and went in and and end out dominating the rest of the fight and KOing him, but like he decided to go with out physical him and he did. Crawford and he's like even like his his size people like like against Khan and and against Jeff Horn and people who were slayed to be in a higher weight class whatever's in him or like just as big. He's looked bigger or about the same size and and it didn't show he looked like he had more power than him. Khan was, it was Amir Khan. That was an interesting fight. I know that Amir Khan was a little older at that point, but and the the thing about Khan is that his fault, his fault and problems are always his lack of defense and his shin sticking out like that. So like, but his speed and like technical ability was always whenever he, when he fought Triple G and when he fought Canelo and other fighters like that, like his speed and and and, and technical ability, he was doing good. Legit, probably even at points outboxing them, honestly, for quite a few rounds. And then eventually, though, the, the 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 lack of defense and his head sticking out like that, it it got him, and he got KO'd pretty brutally by both. It it against Crawford, that was not the case. Crawford found him out in, in the first round. Like wasn't knocked down the first round. Like like he from from the get go, just sliced and diced him, honestly. Like he was dominance outboxed. Thoroughly outboxed and, and timed everything perfectly against Khan from from the get go. Utter domination. So I like Crawford's different man. His technical ability is on another level. Like and like I said, his power and also just overall his 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 physical attributes. This man has a seventy four inch reach, and Ail Spence has a seventy two inch reach, so that's pretty long too. But a seventy four inch reach for a welt crate is crazy. This man's 5'8 with a 74-inch reach. I think Mike Tyson had, what, a 71-inch reach? He was a heavyweight champion. This man is a s- three inches longer. A very rare to have a welterweight having anything like that for reach. I think, like, I had to go outside a box. Like, what, Conor McGregor? Like, like, rarely do you see welterweights, people in the 140s, having arms linked like, like that. So, like, that helps, too. Like, like, it's going to be very hard for anyone to beat Crawford, too. His technical ability, his speed, his timing, his quickness, all that's underrated. His timing is really underrated, man. Like, like I, that's really helped out with his KO power. Like, it, he's been knocking people out a lot because he's been able to get to, like, he's he's able to, to, to find out and dissect these his opponents early on. Like, more early on than he was in the past. 
Like we're talking about like the first two to three rounds. But yeah, yeah when it comes to Spence, Spence though does have monster power. Like monster power. This man's been this is what there's stories of him being able to, to to face off against super middleweights in sparring because of his power. Like that's that's how much power he has at welterweight. He can face guys in like the 180 pound weight class and, and hang with them. He's a big dude, for, obviously, for his weight class. Whenever he, he makes weight, he always looks super drained. So you know that he's probably pushing like, a little, well over 147. Let's just say that. He's a lot bigger than that. Uh, and like his inside game, which a lot of people thought was similar weakness for him, it has improved. And like, he, like the whole uh, the car accident and what happened in the aftermath, he really... He really showed, like, he was able to, to, to get off from that and bounce off from that and, and with no problem. Well, with, I would say, like, he he's, he's, doesn't show any struggle because of that. You know, Danny Garcia and Yugas, he was able to, to, to still win very comfortably in both fights. And Yugas is no joke. Yugas took out Pacquiao and, and made him retire in dominant fashion and, and, and pushed Sean Porter to a draw that... A lot of people thought Yugas won. And Spence was able to, to TKO him in 10 rounds in brutal fashion. But like Spence, like his power is no joke, man. And he was able to, 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 to his inside, like his, his inside game against Yugas was really good. The best I've seen it yet. And, and another thing about Spence that does help him out and could help him out against Crawford when it comes to timing and everything like that is that he doesn't drop his hands. So like he never he doesn't really leave his head and face wide open like that. But still, you know, despite all this, and I'm really high on both, and I think that like Spence is a phenomenal boxer, and I think that he could beat almost anyone else really in the game when it comes to welterweight and whatnot around those weight classes. Like he's that special. And I think he's good enough that he can move up and, and like up to middleweight and, and win championships there too, honestly. Maybe even super middleweight. Who knows? If he wants to. But if I were to say like who were to win between Crawford and Spence, it's me tough because like Spence's size and his strength and power, no joke. And Spence is still a very good technical boxer. He's not like a guy who just uses power and that's it. No, like he is a very good technical boxer. He's been able to, 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 the Mikey Garcia fight, for example. Like, he's able to, to outbox boxers, if you say, right? And he's able to go against guys who were thought of to be too big for him, too, or like bigger, like what, Kell Brook broke that man's eye socket. The other one, that Triple G didn't break. Like, he, 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 he's got power, but, and he's got size and he's still got technical boxing ability. But I think, it's just me, I think the overall technical ability of Crawford, the under, underrated shot, uh, jaw and shin that Crawford has, and I think the two-inch reach advantage, I think all that really helps Crawford here. And so I, I in my big-time pick for, for today is this boxing match right here, Crawford and Spence. And here, I'm going to go with Crawford winning. And uh, I'll say by decision... But don't be surprised if these guys go blow for blow and Crawford TKOs him or something crazy like that. I will not be surprised if that happens. 
Spence has a good shit on him too, and I've only seen him look vulnerable like one or two times ever in a boxing match from a hit. But if there's a guy who could take advantage of that or, or, or like go even farther than that, it would probably be Crawford because he's that good technically. It's sort of like Tyson Fury. Like Fury doesn't have like hard punching power like that, but he's been KOing people because he just knows how to get there, right? And his goals are, he just gets to the right spots. And so I think that's the same thing with Crawford. I think Crawford's advantage in reach, and I think, like I said, that I would not be surprised if Crawford wins by like TKO or something. So yeah, my big time pick is Crawford over Spence on Saturday. Oh, and if you want to comment, you can comment below and tell me who you think is going to win. I want to hear from y'all. I, I, I really want to see what the boxing community, who they think is, is going to win that fight. So that's it for today. I'll see you guys again on Friday. Uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I talk about sports, comic books, pop culture, whatnot. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Pulliam, P-U-L-L-I-A-M underscore Blake, B-L-A-K-E, all lowercase, and on threads, Blake Pulliam 1, all lowercase. That's it for today. See y'all. Bye.